Welcome to episode 30 of the Youth Ministry Podcast for Volunteers. We made it to 30. How about that? Hey, if you're a volunteer who works with teenagers, this podcast is for you. You've landed in the right place, and we are so glad you're here. Hey, I'm Chris Trent. I work with the Next Gen Ministry for the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. I've worked with teenagers for a little over 30 years now, and I love pointing them to Jesus and just seeing their lives changed for the gospel. Hey, I'm blessed each week to typically be joined by Jennifer Fletcher, but as those of y'all who are regular listeners know Jennifer, uh, she had a baby girl and she is still in that new baby girl uh, time of year or, you know, that those beginning stages of all that. So she'll be back eventually. We're hoping at least by the first of the year uh, is what we are hoping for. But don't worry. I've got with me today a great friend of mine. And uh, listen, I'm excited because he's not been on the podcast before, but we worked together for a long time. A good friend, former work colleague, Lee Taylor. Lee, what is up? How are you? Yeah, What's man. Be, listen hey. to you all big time. Did y'all hear that, people? I'm not a good friend. You I'm are a great, great friend. friend. You, you know, well, listen, that, and you, hopefully you yes. think of me that way. This would be a bad time. Don't tell me if you don't. Absolutely. So uh, listen, Lee serves as the as uh, discipleship know. pastor at Johnson Ferry Baptist, where I served for 17 years. And I guess we probably worked, worked together for 10 of those, like at least or so. Yeah, yeah a long time long we were together. And we still hang out Thank and do you. lunch together because we live in the same area and get to hang out. So I thought it would be interesting, though, considering Lee does family discipleship, that it'd be great to have you just on the podcast to talk, man. So it's going to be fun. We'll jump in. Love It'll it. be good. Awesome. Well, hey, friends, before we jump into today's episode with Lee, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast platform you use. And we would love it if you could leave a review. And as always, I will remind you, if you're struggling figuring out how to do that, ask a teenager. They can help you figure that out. Hey, also, it really does help us out for you to do that. Seriously, it would be helpful. It uh, helps get the word out. So yeah, it'd be great. Hey, Lee, so today we're talking, we're going to jump into this thing. Today, we're talking about basics of discipling students. Now, this is something that I know you 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 spend a lot of time thinking about this word discipleship. Now, a lot of times you're thinking specifically about parents discipling their children, right? Also, real quick, you have kids that are that have out, that are now out of student ministry, but you still have a teenager living in your home. Get, break down your your age group of your kids real quick for us. Yeah, yeah. So we got three. We got two in college. One is a junior. One is a as a freshman in college, and then we our son is a eighth grade middle school. Right. So you just now lived your kids going through student ministry, the type of kids we're talking about right now. Yes. And you've still got a middle schooler, you know, in the mix. But I thought it'd be interesting. I know you think about the whole family dynamic of discipleship and the role of a parent, what a parent needs to do. I thought it'd be interesting to think through like what a small group leader did, because we're talking to volunteers here. And I know you love the volunteers that yeah. are poured into your kids, but I'm thinking about the small group leaders, the Sunday school leaders uh, that are out there. They're volunteering to do this thing. What can we teach them about the basics of discipling students when it comes to their small group or their Bible study? So this is going to be a great topic. Yeah. I mean, I know you think about this stuff a lot. Yeah, I love it. And, and we love our leaders, our small group leaders. You guys are the real American heroes when it comes to discipling students from the church's side of things. We, we like to think about, you know, we want to partner with parents in the way that they're discipling, but our end... Uh, from the church's side is where you guys come in and get to partner with these families and have a, a, you know have some boots on the ground when it comes to discipling these students. And so there's three things, Chris, 
that I think about that that these small group leaders that these um, <clears throat> these amazing volunteers can do in terms of discipleship beyond just teaching the lesson, right? I mean, that's yeah. obviously God's word is very right. important, um, but I would say these are three things that that they could think about beyond the actual teaching of. Uh, of the lesson. And the first thing, and think about, uh, it's Thanksgiving it time, Chris. Coming up. And I don't know about you, but one of the favorite things that I love about Thanksgiving is pecan pie. I love pecan pie. I'm a pie, fan bro. of the pecan pie. I like, I'll choose it with a little do- yeah. a little, little dollop of Dole Whip. I'm all about yeah. it. Yeah. Give me some, yeah, that's like the amazing, that's going to be heaven. Uh, I had pecan pie was my, groomsman's cake uh so that's how much i love pie so i want you to think about pie how can you share some pie with your students and so using the letters p and i and e and the first letter is p for prayer and i'd love for you to be thinking about how are you praying for your students are you praying for them by name during the week or in your morning devotional do you have their names in a in a place that's on your mirror or on your refrigerator and again, just asking for the Holy Spirit to jump into their lives while they're at school or at band or on the practice fields. And just the power of prayer is an amazing way that we can be discipling and asking for the Holy Spirit to, to be doing that work. And, and so along those lines, like, have you asked your students, how can I pray for you? Huge. Uh, I think sometimes we just kind of take for granted and maybe there's like a group prayer at the end. But I think there's a lot of value in asking those students individually at different times. Maybe you're in the hallways. Maybe you're catching up with them. But just like, hey, bro, Bill, Billy, Bobby, uh, how can I be praying yeah. for you, you guys? Know, Lee, we how did can I be praying for you specifically? Early on in the process of the Youth Ministry Podcast for Volunteers yeah. called How to Take Prayer Requests Without Them Taking Too Long. So go back and listen to them, folks. But here's the reason why. Because in the process of what we're trying to teach there is that you're getting past the surface kind of prayer requests deeper into what's going on in their life, right? So if we're actually trying to disciple these students, meaning more than just give them information, but actually help them walk with Jesus, like teaching them how to walk with Jesus, I love what you're saying, because if you're praying and you've asked them those questions, it's going to help them to understand you're caring about them on the deeper level things, not just the surface level. I've got a neighbor who has a cat that's sick or whatever kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Right, right. And and, and you are modeling for them what your prayer life is, right? right? And they're seeing uh, prayer life in a normal way. Like, it's not just on Sunday. It's not just on Wednesday night. Um, and it's a great way to care for them. Um, and, and then, well, too— I was going to say, well, I think uh, in that also, isn't it beautiful that it, a lot of times we, as, a, as a small group leader, you know, when we run into that kid that hasn't been there in three weeks, you know, we're kind of like, mm-hmm. what do I say? But if you've been literally, but if you can say with integrity, man, I've been praying for you. Like, hey, not that yeah. I've been praying that you get your butt back to church. <laughs> just, but yeah. if you can say like, but hey, hey, listen, three weeks ago when I saw you that. last, you were going through this. Yeah. How's that been going, man? I've been praying for that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How did your math right. test go? How is your aunt? How is, you know, how was the trip? How was, you know, and it makes them exactly what you said, that they, oh, you're actually been thinking about yes. it. And um, and they see they see that from you. Uh, along those lines, just a couple of things to be praying for as well. Uh, praying for the parents again. You know, parents are a huge, probably the biggest influence on the kid's life, 
on the student's life. And so how can you be praying for them? And that could be an email to the parents Let's go. of, hey, I enjoy hanging out with your son, but I'd love to just know how I can be praying for you or praying for you know, anybody else in your family. Um, and so that's a great way to connect with the parent as well and just ask them, how can I be praying for you guys? Uh, pray for the schools that your students are part of, praying for that faculty, uh, the principal, the, the leaders, the coaches, um, and then ask students to think of names of friends that are far from God, and let's be praying for those names together. So I'm going to write those names down in my journal. I'm going to be praying for Susie and Stacy and Cindy, and I, I want you to be praying, and let's see what, what God is up to uh, through these prayers as well. So. So prayer would be the first piece of good. this. I like it a lot. I like prayer. I like we both it like prayer. That's why we're so. talking about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan <laughs> of prayer. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and then I, the I in pi is integrate. I love this word, Chris. I think it is, it is essential to discipleship. Um, when you look at Deuteronomy 6, and it's talking about love the Lord your God with all your heart and your soul and your strength, and then teach these things to your children when you walk, when you get up, when you lay down, when you're watching Netflix, when you're going for ice cream. Like it's 24-7 that ever since Deuteronomy, God's plan for discipleship was not just informing, but how do you teach uh, these ideas to integrate with their everyday life. So as you're teaching the lesson, um, I know you guys already know this, but just want to remind you, like how can you help apply what you are teaching to their everyday life and, and help them make some of those connections to the everyday and not just think about it on Sunday. And so a couple of questions um, that might be helpful that I've, I use in, uh, in my discipleship groups, and I use this with students, I use this with adults, but after we've kind of walked through the lesson or walked through a, the scripture, I might ask something like, hey, in light of what we've read and discussed, how should you think or act differently this week? That's good. So sometimes we'll do a lesson on Noah and think, man, that was great. Noah had a lot of great faith. But we never kind of stop and ask the students to think, well, how does this apply to their life today? And how should you start thinking or acting differently you know, this especially week? especially true with like a middle school student as well. Uh, as a guy who, who, who led middle school students only for a long time, you know, our high school students, once they've gone through puberty – uh, and through and, and that at that first wave of adolescence, right? They are able to think uh, more, uh, kind of broadly with their thought. Uh, you know, uh, whereas a, a middle school yeah. student, they can't think like they they think very concrete, very specific. Like how yeah. how what do I need to do specifically? You know, not abstract, not like all out there where I can apply it. Yeah. You know, uh, and so I think that's huge. What you're saying. Yeah, just getting to start chewing on what that looks like. Um, another question I'll ask sometime is, hey, what is one takeaway that you want to try and do to your point, Chris? Like, just, just think about one thing. You don't think about all kinds of things. Like, what's just one takeaway? And then ask them, how did it go the next week? Like, write that thing down. And if he's like, hey, I want to be, I want to be nicer to this guy in math class, then follow up with them the following week. Hey, how did it go being nice to that guy? And number one, that's a great accountability so that we're not just, we're not just teaching to inform, but teaching to transform and helps them see, oh, I can actually put 
that Bible lesson into into everyday life and, and integrate that. In the first couple of weeks, you may get uh, crickets, right? Life. But over time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Over time, they're going to start going, oh, yeah. oh, I'm going to have to answer this question. Yeah. If Kit, yeah. If Chris keeps asking me that same question every week, guess what? I'm going to finally figure it out that he thinks this is really Huge. important. That we're not just talking about it. That he he actually thinks it's important to to start to live this out in my everyday life. And so, yeah, it's going to be crickets, but then they're going to get it. And then the E in pie is uh, E for experiences. So I think any any chance, big or small that you can interact with your students outside of that designated time at church, whether it's Sunday morning or Wednesday night or Sunday night, and you can see them during the week. Um, I I had a ninth grade Sunday school teacher named Jeff Young. I have a very vivid memory of him coming to my eighth grade football game. And I can see him still standing next to my parents as as I'm playing on the sidelines. And do you believe that I had... Uh, more focus and more respect for him as a teacher. The well, I'm still Sunday. trying to get my head around the fact the one. that you played football, but <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, don't don't focus too you. much. And uh, I didn't realize there was that yeah. type of athletic proud. Like <laughs> I never connected that dot right. So, there. so anyway, um, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you ever saw the movie Lucas, it was uh, should have been named Lee. But um, but yeah, you know, like I'm the one now that I'm shushing my other eighth grade bros in the Sunday school class. Cause I have that much more respect for Jeff. Um, Cause he came to my football game, you know, maybe just grabbing lunch after church or after uh, an event, you know, uh, Jennifer Fletcher, uh, even though she's not here physically in our podcast, uh, she's, she was one of our girls, small group leaders, and she would, she would come to the girls musicals and they were always taken back by that. They were always so appreciative of Jennifer coming to that. And then our son, Mac, in eighth grade, his leader comes to his basketball games. Not all of them. No. You don't have to go to every one. You don't have to you do know, But if there's one opportunity throughout the season, uh, it just means so much. And I think it'll go a long way in helping them bond with you, but also just see what, what you value and that you've actually, you're actually thinking about them and, and wanting and to help them And a pro tip in that is to manage your expectations of how they're going to respond if you come. Because it's it's very possible that you show up and they're kind of like, this is not our normal place we see each Mm -hmm. other. And they're not necessarily going to be like, wow, man, so awesome. You came. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's a chance that it's kind of the return immediately is like not so much excitement. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm I'm with you. Uh, The the, the small group leaders – I'm thinking of um, Mr. Bowers. Uh, I, can't, I don't even know if I know his first name because we just call him Mr. Bowers, right? <laughs> Mr. Bowers, it's Mr. right? It's Mr. He took a group yeah. of us down to a Florida State game one time. You know, Florida Huge. State football game. I'd never been to a college football game before. And he took us and he yeah. bought, our, I bought our pizza, you know, and like it was like amazing. And I still remember that, you know, because again, yeah. everybody can't do everything all the time. And he didn't do that stuff all the time. But there were a couple moments, though, where it was like outside of that, uh, you know, outside of that normal. And that was huge. Yeah. So that's what I got. Prayer, integrate, experiences. and experiences. I love it. I think this is super practical, friends. You know, at the end of the day, we're hoping we can help those of you who are volunteering understand is that 
man, all of the statistics, and I think this has been true for a long time, but we're seeing it even play out more and more in this generation. The way we're going to help a kid leave high school and still have a authentic walk with Jesus is we're going to, they're going to need to have relationships with adults, but those relationships have to be more than simply just showing up on a Sunday morning and doing a Bible study and teaching them information. But there needs to be true discipleship taking place there. So if you're listening today, man, if you could just, as you're hearing this, how are you discipling the kids that God has entrusted to you? And we don't say that in a way to try to make you feel guilty about how much or how little you're doing, you know, or whatever, but simply to think, let's do our best to maximize those opportunities that we have uh, to help help these students understand, man. Like it's more than just sitting and listening once a week. It's how you're living this out, you know, each day. Awesome, man. Any final thoughts there, Mr. Taylor? Lee Taylor? No. And again, I think you, you hit it on the, on the head, but, you know, they may not say something right away. They may not say something next year, but they are definitely going to look back and, and see the investment that you made. And maybe as adults, it will, it will click, man, that, that guy really poured into me or they showed up in my life when others didn't. And I think it'll have a huge rippling effect in their discipleship. Love it. Well, friends, there are three practical things for you. Hopefully you'll be able to apply at least one of those uh, currently to what you're doing. That does it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, do you have any ideas on what we could do for an episode? We're looking ahead. We're starting to think about uh, next semester, January, what will be season four of the Youth Ministry Podcast for Volunteers. We'd love to have hear any ideas that you might have. You can email us at youthministrypodcast at gabaptist.org. Uh, I'm going to link to that in the show notes as well. Also, hey, don't forget to hit subscribe uh, and uh, leave a review. That is super helpful for us. Hey, we're looking ahead. Uh, we've got episode 31 coming up. We've not, uh, full disclosure, we've not quite nailed down our topic on that yet, so I'm not ready to share that part with you. But I will say this, we are going to do an episode 31, and it will be coming out, and we hope that you will tune in. Hey, if we can ever do anything for you, you can find us at jbaptist.org slash nextgen. We'll see you next time on the Youth Ministry Podcast for Volunteers.